We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Roto Grinders NBA morning grind. I am Justin Carlucci. I'm filling in for Stevie and I got Christy alongside with me this morning. How are you, Christy? Good to see you again. Hey, good to see you too. I know we just uh, did crunch time for football and switching gears for basketball. And I see, yeah, you've been doing some filling in for Stevie here for the morning grind. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I love the hoops talk too. And um, as much as I love NFL, I, basketball is kind of uh, my bread and butter. And uh, But I tell you what, there's always so much to talk about for NFL. There's a million storylines every week, and the season just keeps getting crazier. And I keep, we, have, we have Saturday football games this week. We're at that time know, of the year. I know. That's the part that's crazy, too. I know I was looking ahead. I'm like, we got a couple games on Saturdays. And I know that the season has gone fast, that's for sure. I mean, we, it seems like we were just starting crunch time, and here we are in December already. So. And it's really cold out. I remember we, I was doing like peewee football games with my yes. girlfriend's kid and it was like 90 degrees and now it's, you know, it's, yes. it's snowing and it is what it is, but uh, it's a long NBA season and it's a grind, if you will. And we, we yes. have you covered here at Roto Grinders, no matter what, you know, there's multiple Saturday games and there's NBA. So like, it's going to be a busy weekend for everybody. We got you covered here. Thanks for, for sticking with us. And as if the league isn't crazy enough and, there's always late breaking news. Of course, you know, I was fortunate. I didn't play a ton of volume on uh, on Monday night, but the Joel Embiid, uh, oh. I, don't, I don't know if you dabbled in DFS or if you had plans, but man, after the game locked, he got scratched. And I know. Were you involved with that? Uh, well, chaos? I ended up playing, you know, I kind of debated between he and Jokic. I ended up with Jokic in my main lineup, but I did have, a, I, you know, I did a couple I think I had three lineups and I did have Embiid in one. So yeah, I know I saw that. And that's the, that's the tough part about NBA is getting some of those weird late scratches like that. So that, that was a really tough one tonight. Yeah, that that's bad. I mean, that was a good eight or nine minutes after the game yes. quote unquote started. Cause you know how the NBA likes to drag oh. their feet and not start right away. Yep. 
uh, I sometimes I hate being a fan of the 76ers. I feel like we're all we're always the villain. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Embiid's typically a game time decision for like a third of the season. Yes. So, uh, you know, uh, we'll try to we'll try to bounce back tonight, folks, for everyone who right. uh, might be tilting <laughs> the day after <laughs> or, or whatever. Um, but, you know, one of the games got canceled because COVID is uh, kind of taking over the league slowly, which which thinks the, the Bulls are in shambles and they actually, you know, postponed two of their games, I think coming up. So uh, it's just, uh, it's crazy. So we have three games, Christy, (laughs) just in general, like does, does your, your, uh, your process change at all with three games? Like, you know, it's tougher to find value typically, but um, you know, small slates to big slates. Like, do you like just in a general sense, do you look at things any differently? You know, I do, I, I tend to play, you know, a lot smaller volume two for three game slates, just because, you know, I kind of like that five to six is kind of feels like just a great, um, I, I like that type of game environment. Um, but yeah, I mean, process is, is still pretty similar, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's different because you're hoping to find some value, which, I mean, I think there maybe is a little bit of value when we get to kind of to the next game, you know, it's kind of looking ahead at that, but um yeah, it's, it's certainly different and it's much harder, I think, to get a lot different, especially if you're playing cash games. I think for tournaments, you can really get different and really get weird. So I think for tournaments and if you're mass multi-entering, um, I think they're nice slates to do so. Agreed. I, I tend to play less cash games on smaller slates yep. and uh, tournaments is it's kind of a double-edged sword, uh, you know, on like a three-gamer because there are guys that should not be, uh, you know, Overowned as they are, whatever you want to call it, like carrying sixty to seventy percent ownership, which is you know, is your glass half full or half empty? So um, it could either you know, you could either make some great fades, you know, but it's uh, it's risky, and I would just say manage your bank bankroll appropriately because there's always a new day of DFS with a much better slate typically. Exactly. Uh, let's get into it. You know, Brooklyn at home against Toronto. I don't have game totals in front of me yet. But who knows, by the time this podcast comes out in the morning, maybe there will be more news. I hope not. I actually do have a total. This is the only total I have in front of me. I'll, I'll look elsewhere for the other games. But it uh, looks like a 216 total. Brooklyn's eight and a half point favorites at home. Uh, just lower lower totals in general across the board. I was talking about it with Keith a little bit the other day. Combination of a couple of things, you know, the, the rule changes and, and less fouls stopping the clock for points while the clock stopped. I mean, we're not seeing multiple you know, 240 point total. I don't even know if we've had one, maybe we've had one, but uh, just less scoring. Things are a little less volatile, which, which kind of makes it tough to um, take a shot at guys who are quote unquote overpriced when there's less scoring across the league. So if I found anything different, if I think like I'm less prone to take tournament shots, like guys who are overpriced this year, I I don't know. Anyway, uh, Brooklyn. That's a great point. Yeah. You're you're exactly right. I've kind of done the same thing. It's, it's been, yeah. Maybe guys like Curry or some of those guys that are really priced up, you, you find yourself playing less and less because you're right. The totals have been quite a bit lower, except for maybe some of those Charlotte games lately. But other than that, they've been very much low. Yeah, those Charlotte games are track meets. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, speak, speak of the devil, we have Harden and Durant, both over 11K, sharing the court together um, against Toronto. And, of course, it's a three-gamer, so they're both going to garner ownership. What that ownership's going to be, I, I don't know. Uh, that's DraftKings pricing, by the way. 11-2 for Harden, uh, 11-6 for Durant. It, it's just hard to – it's like the Lakers situation with all of their studs. I don't know. Do you have a lean on either one of them? Or, 
personally, I don't think I'd prioritize either unless one of them sit. But like if you're mass multi-entering, sure. I mean, you need some shares. Yeah, exactly right. I I tend to kind of avoid them both when they're in kind of same with the Lakers too, when they're all healthy. You know, we just saw the other day, you know, Harden sat and Durant, Durant obviously was one of the most popular plays. But yeah, I, you know, on a three game slate, certainly have exposure in tournaments and things like that. But there's certainly not someone that I'm targeting. And, you know, I mean, we'll get to, you know, Steph Curry and, you know, Lillard's back in, in that game and things like that. So I think there's some better value plays. But you know, for, for tournaments, certainly take a look at them, but there really isn't anybody that stands out for Brooklyn for me. Um, that seems like a, a, a great play. And I mean, you could always last piece, you know, maybe Aldridge or Patty Mills um, as well, but nothing really stands out as a great, great value at this, at this time. Yeah. You know, Aldridge 61 on 64 on DK that, that gets tough, uh, you know, That's tough. Yeah. I have to wonder what his upside is. And, you know, Patty Mills has been really good, but, you know, he's priced up now. He's 54 on DK, both sites, actually. Yep, he is. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he has to he has to really have his shot falling to really get that to make value, too. So, um, yeah, I, there, there's not a lot to really to, to really focus on, for sure. You just have very volatile role-playing value pieces on this team. You know, James Johnson. Yep probably seeing the most minutes out of any of these guys that are cheap, you know, 3,900 on DK, but you know, wow. 49 on FanDuel. I'm I'm totally out on him at 49. I think. Same. Exactly. Yeah. I just don't see how he can get there with that. Unless there's news, right? So this is all with what we have. It looks like for the most part, other than Joe Harris, you know, um, and Paul Millsap who, you know, has been in and out of the rotation really. It doesn't really affect much. I don't think. But, right. No, he doesn't. Yeah. T- tough game. That is tough. I mean, I'm sure we're going to say that a lot on the show, but uh, you know, I, I hate picking between those studs and um, I guess like maybe my most interest would be maybe James Johnson, just because he yeah. plays multiple positions on DraftKings, DraftKings only. Yeah, know. exactly. And I mean, you could, you could maybe throw Cameron Thomas in there too. I mean, he, he played a little bit. I mean, he was a pretty popular value play when Harden sat the other night, um, gosh, what is he at? He's gotten 29, 25 minutes, 32 minutes. So, you know, I mean, if you're really looking for some value, he's maybe someone you could take a, take a shot at too. Yeah. Uh, Toronto side of the things uh, it's, it's more comfortable to target players against Brooklyn because they don't like playing defense. We, we know that um, DK just looking at the top here, Fred Van Fleet's 86, Siakam's 83, Scotty Barnes, 74, OG Uniube is out. Uh, Precious Achua is on the COVID list. He's out. I think Birch is out. Yes, Birch is also out. So kind of the same forward center combination of players that has been out. I don't think I've ever done an NBA pod with you, but I feel like whoever I talk about, it's like, we get Chris Boucher some damn minutes, please. So well, exactly right. I, oh, absolutely. And I mean, I know he's um, got the start and everything tonight, but yeah, get him some minutes and he's just a fantastic play. So yeah, he, he's, he's definitely someone to look at. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, he's been starting, but it finally saw, what, 27 minutes the last game he played. So, you know, Nick Nurse just hates him. I don't know what he did nice. to Nick Nurse, but it obviously uh, wasn't very nice. You know, 5,100 on FanDuel, and he's he's multi-position eligible, which for once probably works in his favor to, to kind of yeah. get in there. Um, I don't know. Do you think he has a decent floor at 5,100? Probably. Yeah, he probably does. Yeah, I know. He just seems to make it up for it with, you know, he just has such elite per minute 
production, you know? And so, yeah, I think he has a pretty decent floor based on what we've seen. So yeah, definitely don't mind getting shares of Boucher. Okay. Uh, the rest of the Raptors here, do you have any interest in any of the, I don't know, quote unquote, uh, stud players on the side of things? Yeah. You know, they're all okay. They're priced pretty efficiently too, you know, from what it looks like, I, you know, Barnes, he benefits probably the most with Anobi off the court. Um, but again, he's priced pretty efficiently, but I, I certainly like him. What is he? I think he's 7,300. I was looking at that. So I don't mind him. Um, you know, Siakam and Van Vliet certainly don't mind them. Um, it'll just, you know, kind of roster construction. If you're kind of doing a balanced build, maybe some of those guys fit your pieces. I think they're all fine plays. Um, probably have the most interest just right off the bat at, at Boucher, you know, kind of seeing what happens in the starting lineup again, but where he's priced at, I certainly have a lot of interest there and potentially Barnes too. I think he's, he's priced pretty well and he's been playing really, really well. He's been putting up quite a few fantasy points and fantasy points per minute. Yeah, he might be having the best rookie season that nobody's talking about. He's super consistent. Just did. Yeah, exactly. All right, question for you. Do you pay 82 for him on FanDuel or is that kind of well, at your... exactly. I think he's overpriced there and that's what I was looking at him. I like his price more on DK, but yeah, I think I'll probably stay away on FanDuel unless something changes. But yeah, he's... <laughs> I didn't realize he was getting that that highly priced over there. That's crazy. But hey, I mean, you know, he's had some games. I, I feel like, you know, we see 150 bomb on Siakam's log. And I think, you know, Barnes's production and, you know, court time is probably contributing to Siakam's, I guess, lack of ceiling games this season. But I yes. still think they probably make, you know, Van Fleet and Siakam probably make for decent lower shown tournament plays, maybe. I think, um, I think you're exactly right. Yep. They'll make some good pivots because there are, I mean, there's some pretty you know, decent star power on the slate with some of the Brooklyn guys and Curry and, and things like that. So yeah, I think they'll definitely be lower owned and definitely good tournament plays. I agree with you. I think most they're priced appropriately, you know, Gary Trent is just tough to pay for at, at 61 right. um, unless others are out. <laughs> right. right? Oh, exactly. Right. So uh, yeah. All right. Anything else? Or do you want to move on to uh, the game? Everyone wants to talk about the Warriors and the Knicks. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, this is the one to talk about for sure. All right. You said it pre-show. Steph Curry is how many three-pointers away? He's just one away. He hit five tonight against the Pacers in a tougher matchup. And, you know, I kind of read somewhere earlier in the week, too, they were hoping he would break the record at Madison Square Garden. And it looks like that's going to be where it's at. It's good to see him play basketball. And Isn't it, though? I feel like, you know, the young, young, young kids now and the kids of the future – you know what? We're very fortunate. I was thinking about this today. Sometimes I do some thinking and <laughs> like we're fortunate in our lifetimes to see the quote unquote goats of, of multiple sports. And uh, in my opinions, we, you know, we saw Michael Jordan. Yep. Okay. My opinion. And, and maybe yours is different. I think Tom Brady might be the goat. I know it, isn't it? It's, it's really hard. I know he's, he's up there. Absolutely. You know? He's in the conversation. He's, he's, he's incredible. And, what and are you if- doing? Yeah, it's unreal. I mean, I'm 31 and I feel like I can't get out of bed some days because something hurts, right? So how does he do it? How does he do it? Exactly. I don't I know. know it. And he makes it look effortless too. Absolutely. And and the other one, and maybe there are more goats I'm not thinking of, but um, Tiger Woods is probably yes. the greatest golfer yes. of all time. So, um, but where does, all right, here's one for you. Open-ended conversation before we yes. get into the, 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 the metrics here and the DFS plays. When it's all said and done, like where did, where would you rank Steph Curry on? Like if you had to make an all time list, he's uh, he's obviously top fifty. That's like your safe bet, right? Top twenty, probably. I would say easily. I mean, he has to be. I mean, 
you know, just watching his story from the rise from playing at Davidson and his, you know, coming into the NBA and doing, I mean, and year in, year out, he does it. Look at what the Warriors are accomplishing this year without some of the star power that they've had in the past too. And he just gets it done. So yeah, I would say top 20 for sure. It's cool to see him doing it with a different regime of players, like no clay, no Durant still has his buddy Draymond. Yeah. I mean, exactly. uh, he's dealing yeah. with Andrew Wiggins, who just gets in the way usually. Yeah, well, I'm a Tim Rules fan, so I, have, I know that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, yeah, so you've so, seen it all there for sure. But, um, they're playing good defense. They're playing fast this year, but they're playing good defense. Right. And uh, Curry's just a, a joy to watch. And uh, it's going to be fun when they get Clay back, too. Um, it, it's kind of funny how, uh, if you're not a Warriors fan, the Warriors go from this team who you're just sick of because they're so damn good. And then they bring in Durant. But now, like, you know, you kind of build people up and then you tear them down to build them up again, whether it's teams or players like like at some point, even if you're a Brady hater, there has to be an like an, an ounce of you that just has to respect what Brady does. And now looking at the Warriors who have had to like revamp their whole deal, it's almost like you're kind of rooting for the Warriors now. Here comes Clay. Like, let's see what they can do now. They're the old veterans all of a sudden. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Madison Square Garden. OK, so we'll start with Curry. Where yeah. where does Curry rank in terms of studs for you on this three gamer? I mean, I think he's got to be at the top. I mean, I, you know, it, it, I was kind of wondering in this game if he'd have like, you know, three or four, but with one to go, he's going to be pretty pumped up to do it in front of that crowd. And, you know, once he gets the record, I think he's just going to keep going. And it's those kind of games that you get up for. So, you know, if you're playing the narrative type, I mean, it's hard not to to have him be one of your studs that you're wanting to get in your lineup. So I think he ranks pretty high on all the kind of the stud plays that we have on the slate. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Uh, so you get the best of both worlds. You get arguably the top play as it is in the, the narrative and at Madison square garden. So uh, I kind of agree with you there. And it's not like the Knicks are the most targetable team because they, you know, they play slow, they play pretty good defense, but uh, you know, he's matchup proof. You know, look at the Brooklyn situation. He doesn't have to worry about someone else's usage. And uh, I feel like he's just going to keep firing. I'm, I'm probably digging into a little bit of a narrative reach here too, but you know, maybe he just like drops 40 real points. And- I, exactly. I mean, I, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be a huge night for him. And um, yeah, he, he's definitely someone that I'm going to be locking in my lineups tomorrow night for sure. Okay. You know, the rest of this Golden State team, we've had some some decent value opportunities throughout the season when, when guys were out. But um, as these the newer regime has played well and as the season went on, they started getting an increase in prices. Draymond is down to 6,600 I, I, on yeah. FanDuel. I think he'll be squarely in play. Absolutely. I was going to say he's someone that I, you know, looking at the slate beforehand, he was someone that I'm like, yep, I'm going to have interest in him. I mean, he's below 7K on, on DraftKings too. So I think he's squarely in the conversation and I think he'll be excited to, you know, play in this type of atmosphere as well. So I like him. I mean, I think Wiggins, you know, he, he's always tough to play, but his price has come down enough to where, you know, consider him more of a cash game play, if anything. But I mean, if you, if you needed a filler, you could do worse probably there um, with Wiggins. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it's great. You know, you put your, your bias aside or whatever you want to call it against yep. him. You had to deal with him for years <laughs> and uh, you're still willing to label him a, a good play, honestly. So kudos to you. Um, and you're right. You know, that the tough thing is here, it's, you know, if you're playing Steph and you're thinking he goes off, it's tough to play um, tougher to play tournaments with Wiggins or, or Jordan Poole is a little bit too pricey for my blood with Curry and Wiggins, both active. Right. Um, 
those guys are generally kind of scoring dependent. So it's tough. Uh, it's tough, but um, I think you're right. I think Wiggins gives you a pretty high floor, like gun, gun to head. Would you rather play Wiggins or, or Jordan Poole if you had a utility slot, if they're similar? You no, know, um, I think, oh boy, let's see. So Wiggins is 62 on D. I think it'd actually go Wiggins. Yeah, it's nice because they're both multi, two different multi positions. So, I mean, you, yeah. you could you could make something uh, work. Yeah. And I mean, well, and, and now that I kind of look at it, though, too, you know, and do you say for floor for kind of who, for safer floor? Or, uh, yeah, what, whatever yeah. your synopsis, whatever your analysis yeah. is. You know, pools actually, I mean, if you look at, I mean, just the last few games, too, his minutes are so steady. He, you know, he gets his 30 plus minutes a game and um, his prices really come down to he's 5,800 on DraftKings. So, I mean, I think either or, um, you know, if you're playing on DraftKings, I'd probably actually go pool just because he's quite a bit cheaper than um, Wiggins, too. Sounds good. Any other interest in, in, you know, any of these cheaper pieces or anything? It's tough to always, you know, figure out who uh, who's going to have the. Uh, scoring outlier (laughs) it really is yeah that's that's the tough part so I think I think for me it's going to be ton of exposure to stuff and then you know I'm going to have a decent amount of interest in in Draymond and then kind of use pool and Wiggins for fillers for sure Um, but that's probably where I mean I'm probably not going to go um, you know unless something changes where there's some value or you know yeah I'll probably leave it at those four players okay and we'll flip over to the home team the New York Knicks this game will be all about Curry. So, you know, maybe, uh, maybe they'll have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder in terms of a narrative-y stuff, but RJ Barrett's out and Obi Toppin uh, is out. So I know you mentioned you had some value thoughts in this game and I'm sure it might be surrounding that situation. So talk to me about the Knicks. Yeah. Well, I mean, Quentin Grimes started last time and I see he's still priced at 3,800. Um, started for Barrett last game. We weren't really sure what that was going to look like, but then, you know, he comes out, he's got 27 points, three rebounds, three assists, three steals, has a huge game. So for, for value pieces, I think he makes one of the, he's priced up a little bit more. I think he's, is he 51 or 5,200 over on FanDuel? But, you know, on DraftKings, boy, he makes a ton of sense, um, especially he's in, in the rotation there. Um, so I, I like him quite a bit. Um, Burks is back though. And I know he was out when Grimes was in. So um, I know he was out for a personal matter. It wasn't COVID related, I believe. So he'll be back. Um, So I think, you know, Julius Randall obviously is a steady guy, you know, he's someone that you can count on. I mean, he's someone in the conversation, but if you're getting Curry in your lineup, you're going to certainly need some value in there. So, you know, I, I like Quentin Grimes. I think, you know, Randall, if you need him, um, Kevin Knox was even in the rotation. I don't know if you saw that last game too, but you know, that's kind of a blast from the past. I mean, when given the minutes, you know, he's, he's been a decent producer, um, someone to keep our eye on too, um, quickly, um, we could throw him in there too, um, getting some minutes, especially with, with Barrett out and some of the COVID issues that they have there. So, yeah, I think there's, you know, a little bit of value here that we could certainly look at. Yeah, uh, other other than Mitchell Robinson, who you know, you oh, can only exactly. you can only throw him in at center, like on the court. They only ran Kevin Knox quickly and and less than a minute of Miles McBride off the bench. So they right. they, they ran a really condensed rotation. They, uh, they did because Kemba Walker is is still not in for for what a what a interesting journey. Isn't that an interesting deal? Yeah. Poor Kemba. I, I feel like it was yesterday when he hit that, uh, you know, the Kemba crossover at the garden and uh, at UConn, like I, I still am watching, I'm watching that in my head still. And 
anyway, uh, whatever. That's what Tibbs has decided to do. And um, Grimes is like, you look at his game flow. I'm looking at a bus. You know, they, I think some of these, some of this info is just coming out, but right. And we know Tibbs loves to run his starters into the ground. He, he does. Exactly. That should make you feel even better about Grimes. He played the entire first quarter yep. and the entire third quarter. Like literally yeah. didn't come off the bench. So like he, his floor is 24 minutes if he sticks cool. to the same rotation. Exactly. And, you know, you got to think there's a decent chance that he's earned some pretty good minutes coming off of the performance that he had, you know? Yeah. He, he had a great performance to start out and, um, you know, at 3,800, again, he doesn't even, even if he doesn't get all those minutes, he's going to be a pretty good value piece. Plug him in. I, I agree. And I got to say though, in my wildest imagination, Quentin Grimes is not the name I thought we'd be talking about before Christmas time. On, on the, I these podcasts. You, yeah, exactly. I would have never guessed that. Absolutely. Nope. It just shows how things can change in the NBA so quickly. And, you know, a couple people out and pretty soon you're talking about names you never expected to. Quentin Grimes. You said he's 38 on DK. Is that, is that right? He's 38 on DK. Yeah, he is. And you know, I mean, yeah, he got 40 minutes, which obviously we aren't going to expect that, but I mean, even, you know, even if he had 29 or 30 minutes, he's going to. I wonder if we'll have some, some sticker shock here on FanDuel. Uh, I I don't know if you have it up or or should I let you guess what his price is? (laughs) Um, I feel like I looked at it. Is, Is it, is it 50? Something? It's 52. Yeah. I know. And it's so weird how FanDuel does that. It's just like, you know, some plays they're so slow to change. And then others, it's like, really? You bumped them up to 52 already? <laughs> I can't, like, I feel like typically one site is asleep at the wheel, but yes. even when they are, there's one guy yes. who's like, well, we got to brace them up. You know, just one I guy know. though. Like they didn't do anything to Cody Martin's salary for, for like a week. <laughs> That's exactly right. right? Oh, like, I know it. Come on. So Quentin Grimes, th- there it is. Grimes. And, um, you know, uh, Wow, 27 real points. You know, what a game. I agree. I, I think you, you play him on DK if he starts. FanDuel, like whatever side of the ledge you're on, I, I can't keep you on or, 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 or throw you off. I, I like, I, I, you can make an argument either way there. But uh, with all the minutes, I would think you still get an okay floor at 52. It's not, you know, my favorite. But uh, on this slate with three games, uh, sure. Three games. Sure, absolutely. Nope, yeah. I, I completely agree. There is one thing that stinks about this slate, besides the whole slate. (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) We we have Phoenix and Portland who, at 10 Eastern, who've just been the culprits of late uh, news breaking well after the slate locks. So, yeah. So, DeAndre Ayton didn't play on Monday. That could open up JaVale McGee, which could totally flip this thing on its head. If, if If that Ayton news... If you don't get that by 7.30 and you fill in your slots with most of these games, then you you could get some really good ownership on Maggie, even on a three-gamer. Oh, exactly right. I was thinking that. And after I saw the eight news come out again tonight, it's like, oh, you know, here's another opportunity to to get McGee in your lineup. Um, yeah, no, it's, that's going to make for an interesting interesting tidbit for tomorrow night for sure. Um, because if he if he is in and Aiton's out, he'll, he'll be a fantastic play. What is his price? I was just going to look. I Yeah, he's um 5400 on FanDuel, but on DK they were asleep he's on him. 4200. Yeah, he's 42. Oh my goodness. When you get into the higher dollar game types, it okay. single entry specifically, it it'll be a fascinating development to see will. who's willing to to light an entry on fire and and yep. you know to have that uh, winning upside for the night. Yeah. Um and, and who's not because you know, at least he's cheap on, on DK, uh, I guess, like, 
if you have him at utility, you can pivot to Jay Crowder at the same price if you have to. I, I actually saw that. Yeah, no, exactly right. And and I think Jay Crowder is actually a very interesting value piece. I mean, he's been getting the minutes. His price has come down. Um, so he, he was someone that I, you know, hey, if you want to get Curry and some of those other high price guys in your lineup and maybe like Lillard or something like that, you know, guys like Crowder and Quentin Grimes, our boy Quentin Grimes are going to be <laughs> our ways to do it. So at least you have some some flexibility on DK. Uh, you know, McGee center only. That makes it tough on FanDuel. Ooh. It really does. You know, yeah. I'm just really seeing good. where you can go at 10 o'clock. And I don't know. I don't, you literally, I don't think there's anybody in that game at center only at uh, like less than 5,400. There is, <laughs> there is nobody on the slate. Because Jalen Smith's sick. He is 42, but he's out. He's out. So that's it. Unless you're built, you if you want to take a JaVel McGee chance, unless you want a zero, not okay. I shouldn't say that. He'll play. I, I, I that's my mistake. If if DeAndre Ayton's in, McGee will still play, but I guess his floor could be zero. Like it, like you don't know with him. If he plays 10 yeah. minutes, sure, he can he can, you know, salvage, but he won't likely unless it's a blow hit, hit value at, at 54 it, that's how integral that news is so you need to if frank they're a mess too frank kaminsky's still out the the next cheapest center at 10 o'clock is nurkic who's okay so he's 6k so i guess right. you need to you need to leave 600 bucks on the table at least if you're gonna mcgee gamble <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know I, I think he he could be a tournament winner tomorrow um at his reduced ownership he could break the slate. Yeah. I mean, you could, I mean, he could put up a ton of points. What he just put up the other night? I mean, he put up 40 plus points. And killed me. He killed me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that football. That's right. Yep. I was going to yeah. take down a couple smaller field stuff and a couple yeah. saddle, a couple, of, and uh, yeah. I was stuck with stinking Dwight Howard who, uh, you know. but, uh, <laughs> but you know, the, the funny thing is, and I, I, I heard I did the podcast with uh, Will the other night and I said, this sounds ridiculous saying you have to prioritize JaVale McGee, but the guy's played over 300 minutes and he averages over 1.39 uh, points per minute. That, yes. that's like, yep. that, I don't know what the numbers are, but that might be like top 20 rates. Impressive. In the yeah. It's, it's insane what he does. It really is. <laughs> so Javel McGee, Javel McGee and Quentin Grimes. You have to love it, right? <laughs> Man. Um, there is some value in this game though. I, I just saw DK yeah. and although Robert Covington is coming off the bench, 3,400. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's, you know, last, last game he started play. Yeah. He's been getting the minutes, even though he's coming off the bench. Um, he's still getting the minutes and yeah, he's been struggling, but he's still Robert Covington. I mean, he still has block upside and, you know, I, I think he's, I mean, I think he's a fantastic tournament play, but yeah, $3,400. I mean, that's just way too cheap. And he's had 30 minutes, 30 plus minutes, the last three games. I know it's been a little in, inconsistent before that, but doesn't have to do a whole lot to meet value there. So I, I like that value piece quite a bit. It looks like Dame coming back just totally knocked Dennis Smith out of the rotation. He did. Yep. Which is, there's another guy, high draft pick. I think he's going to find a home eventually because he, he's been okay. Yes. Um, I guess I'm just shocked he didn't even get, you know, 10 minutes without McCollum. And I, I know Simons came back, but um, talk to me about Dame. I mean, is he going to be... A contrarian look, you think, all things considered tomorrow? Yeah, I think he probably is. I mean, let's see. He's at a good price point, too, if I remember right. Let's see. He's at, what, 90? He's 9,700 on on DraftKings. But no, I mean, 
he doesn't really have any restrictions came back last game, you know, played what 37 minutes, you know, yeah. he hadn't played in a couple of weeks or so, but you know, he, he struggled at the first part of the year, really getting a shot to fall. And I mean, he's definitely underpriced for, you know, Lillard who could, you know, easily put up 60, 65 points. So I think he's a great play. He's someone I certainly have my eye on. And, you know, if you can get both Lillard and Curry in your lineups and use some of the value there, I think it's a good way to start. Yeah, he's 87 on FanDuel. Okay, so he's great. He's a great play over there too. Yeah, no, I he's, I definitely definitely will have exposure to Lillard, no question about it. You know, on FanDuel, they've just they haven't really raised his price much at all throughout the season. And you know, last year at this time, I mean, he was close to 10K and hit 10K a few different times too. So, yeah, I think he's a great play. Uh, yeah, I think Lillard's fine. Um, you know what? I if there wasn't so much Steph narrative. I think that and plus like especially on DK in terms of lineup construction if people are going to prioritize Steph then you know where does Dame land of FanDuel you'll probably see more Dame at that price but exactly like I think I think the big the big picture here is like because there's so much uh, so many other things to talk about like in in general generally speaking you know CJ McCollum's out flock to Damian Lillard and and I don't you haven't really heard that um with everything going on. So there's so much outside noise and um, Chris Paul's a great defender. You know, it's a league of pick and roll switching though. Last two years against Chris Paul. Um, five of these six games were against Phoenix. One was against OKC when Paul was there, whenever Dame's played 30 plus minutes against Paul, he's been pretty good for those of you who dig into that kind of stuff. Um, 42, 44, 51, 54 fans will points and, now he'll have a ton of usage without McCollum. So I, I'm with you. I think on DK, he'll probably be minimally owned with, with everyone going to Curry. I'm thinking. I, I think so too. And that's why, yeah, I love getting exposure to guys like that, especially on a smaller game slate too. And if he's going to be under owned, you know, definitely have interest. It, it's funny to think about, you know, what, if, what if Steph goes for, you know, 35 real points, you know, breaks the record, everybody loves it, but maybe he, he doesn't have a peripheral game, you know, maybe it's just 35, three and two. I, I mean, he'll be fine, but you could be so right and so wrong in DFS so often. Oh, exactly right. Um, anybody else on the uh, on the Portland side of thing? I mean, Larry Nance is kind of in the equation a little bit, I guess now. And you know, Norman Powell's healthy, so it kind of mucks the waters a little bit there. Yeah, it is. I I would say yeah, probably Lillard the most. Um, yeah, maybe maybe Nance is fine, but I'd probably rather go the Covington route. I know, he, like I said, I know he hasn't been playing well at all, but. Um, I still think he's a very good value play. So, I mean, I think both he and Nance are someone you could target on the value side. Cool. Um, Phoenix side of things, Devin Booker's been out a while. And yes. I, I just really thought we'd see more uh, usage, more alpha role out of Chris Paul. I know he's a floor general and he does his thing and they're winning games. Yep. But uh, in terms of fantasy, just uh, I, someone I just, ha- I just I just can't prioritize him. I haven't seen much. I don't know. I mean, he'll go overlooked and it's a three gamer. Anything goes, maybe he has a five steal game, which he's done and, and is crushed, but I don't know. Give me your thoughts on Chris Paul. I want to hear it. Yeah, no, I kind of the same way too. I I've expected him to do more. Um, and he doesn't really see a big usage spike, you know, really without Booker on there. Um, he's still averaging 1.23 fantasy points per minute. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he's a guy that I haven't found myself in a, using in a lot of lineups this year. That's for sure. Um, on a three game slate, you know, he's, he's definitely someone that you, you know, you want to probably have exposure to just because, you know, if he has one of those big nights, um, 
be a great tournament play. Um, but yeah, he, he's been someone that I, I really haven't used a lot this year. I don't know how about you, how about yourself? Yeah. You know, I did initially and I just kind of, kind of like the Bradley Beal thing. Eventually I just said, this is the yeah. 2021 world we're living in. And, and maybe this won't be something that historically, you know, you might just have to give up. It's always good to go back to the well and on some things that we've seen, but I, I'm for now I'm giving up on both of them, I think. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Right. And you know, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see, like we said, with JaVel McGee too, kind of, you know, if Aiton ends up playing, that'll definitely shift the slate and things like that too. And, you know, for me, I, I certainly have interest in, in Jay Crowder. I mean, he's really shown more of a ceiling lately than Mikel Bridges, um, even though there's a price differential there, but they both, they both play pretty big roles, you know, on a nightly basis too. But I, I kind of like the value on DK with, with Crowder. Uh, I agree. I like Crowder, uh, both sides. Cam Johnson's been playing a ton of minutes, but he's up yep. to 49 on FanDuel, 44 yeah. on DK. What are your thoughts on Cam? Yeah, I think he's fine too. Um, he's usually more of a last piece for me, um, but not someone that I really start with. But yeah, I, I think he's I think he's certainly a fine value play if you need him. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm not going to exactly prioritize him, but if I have uh, some exposure, I'm okay with that. Uh, the McGee thing could totally change this whole So You know what? Like, He's such a volatile player that this thing could open up. Right. He gets super hands. He picks up three fouls in seven minutes and he, and he kills yet. And exactly. uh, it's a little unlikely, but I mean, if this guy gets 20 minutes, I, I think he's an elite play. So just want to emphasize the whole McGee thing again. And you know what? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Will it be good or bad if we get this lunchtime news as a tournament player? I kind of hope we don't get it, but at the yeah. same time, mm-hmm you know, maybe we will get a 12 o'clock Yeah, DeAndre Ayton's out kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Probably for a three game slate, it would be nice almost if we didn't get it and you could take some, take some risks. Yeah. Anything else from this game? Uh, I think, I think I'm done. I'm tapped out of Suns and Trailblazers. I I will say Nurkic is really cheap on FanDuel. The minutes are anyone's guess. I feel for our projections team. It's probably so hard to project this guy's minutes, but um He's 6K flat on FanDuel, a lot cheaper than DK. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, we, we definitely need to include him in the conversation because, yeah, I mean, I mean, the upside that he has when he is able to get the minutes is is huge. So definitely a great tournament play. All right. Well, that uh, pretty much wraps up our three game or anything we missed or any other, other thoughts that uh, you want to get out there? Before no, I don't think so. I think um yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of excited for tomorrow. I'm kind of excited to watch, you know, Curry and Golden State and in Madison Square Garden. So, I mean, I think for a small game slate, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot going for it, I guess, for some interesting plays. So, yeah, excited for that game. What's, uh, I got to ask you, you're the only Timberwolves fan that I personally know. So, <laughs> I know they're in the playoff hunt and, and oh. things are strange and Anthony Edwards is really good and I, I love his personality. So what were your thoughts after he kind of like called cat out the other night? Were you surprised or, you know, it kind of wasn't actually. And I know <laughs> it's, you know, I grew up in Minnesota, so it's, you know, Vikings, twins, Timberwolves, and, you know, <laughs> Vikings, obviously you can feel my pain there, <laughs> but just all the ups and downs of that team. But yeah, I know I, I wasn't super surprised, but I am excited. We do have Edwards. I mean, he's just been so fun to watch this year and just, I mean, a lot of talent. So gives us some excitement and hope for the future. I just feel like but there's been not a great opportunity for continuity the last, no. last couple of seasons between Towns being out and D'Angelo Russell's hurt every other game. Yeah. And 
Yeah. As a fan, are, are you indifferent on D'Angelo Russell? I did, like, what is, are, I do am. You, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was excited when he came um, on board, but yeah, I mean, he's someone that, yeah, I mean, he's, he's fine, but I'm probably most excited about Edwards and hope, hoping that they can get some chemistry going and, and get some things going because I mean, they had Jimmy Butler, you know, a couple of years before and all that chaos with him and Kat and yeah. So it's, it seems like they can't quite get their footing. So, so we can relate because I'm a 76ers fan and Jimmy got this bad stigma because (laughs) right. Like bounced out of Minnesota bounced out of uh, Philly, but you know what, to his, to his defense, like we, we are fans of two pretty dysfunctional franchises, Christy. <laughs> so. We really are. We really are. That's, that's a loyal fan. I would say. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we both are. We've both, you know, you've dealt with the, uh, you know, post Garnett years. I, I don't know what to tell you. So kudos for you sticking in there. And of course I dealt with the process years, which were miserable. <laughs> so, I got to say, I was really jealous. I will admit this. I was really jealous of the Minnesota's rebuild because it was kind of like the Sixers and the and the T Wolves kind of had these draft picks and you know uh, you see things on Twitter and I I was I was like man I, I wish we had the Timberwolves rebuild and and now I don't know if I want to be either one of us in the, in the in the, right? in the short that. term maybe in like four years but um, you guys want to take Ben Simmons off our hands by any chance you, you, <laughs> yeah. want him over you have him you kind of forget about him right I know yeah I'll take D'Angelo Russell if you throw in like uh, Jared Vanderbilt what do you say should we make the deal. <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Christy, you know, I know you're, you're super busy and you do a bunch of sports. Where can the people find you on Twitter? Yeah, uh, Creighton12, so K-R-A-Y-T-O-N-1-2 on Twitter. So, yeah, give me a follow over there. And uh, I know we've got so much great content here on Roto Grinders, too. So make sure you're following all of our, our touts over there, too, because I think I, we do have the best team. That's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, this three gamer is officially over uh, for, for, for our purposes here, but good luck with the uh, Steph Curry, Javel McGee sweepstakes, everybody. And uh, until then, Christy, should we get out of here? Yeah, let's get out of here. Good luck, everyone. All right. Good luck. Take care. And thanks for tuning in.